Music, one of life's greatest pleasures, has tremendous power. The power to bring a tear to the eye or quiet a racing mind. Music also has the power to heal and has been used through the ages to treat depression, create energy, induce sleep, relieve chronic pain, reduce stress, and even cure diseases. And now, musician and author Michael Tyrrell has created Whole Tones, the healing frequency music projects. These frequencies were studied in the music of King David and believed to have astounding healing effects. Now you can benefit from this revitalized ancient healing music therapy simply by listening daily to this music in the comfort of your own home, car, or office. Reward yourself with the gift of healing and transformation. Don't miss this opportunity to get an absolutely free sample of this music so that you can begin benefiting right away. Just visit WholeTonesLive.com and get a free sample of these soothing, relaxing, revitalizing musical tones. Visit WholeTonesLive.com today for your free sample. That's W-H-O-L-E-T-O-N-E-S Live.com. WholeTonesLive.com. Blog Talk Radio. And yes, this is another Talk Wednesday, and my name is Alex, and I am broadcasting live from Lagos, Nigeria, in the heart of Africa. <laughs> so how are you doing, guys? Yes, you know, I'm always very excited to come here every, you know, just to be back here every week and, you know, share my thoughts and have some great deep conversations with you all. I mean, I'm... I've always thought that, you know, maybe if we talked more and have, you know, deeper conversations about relevant issues, then maybe we wouldn't be so ignorant about a lot of things. This is the Naked Talk with Alex Okoji. It's all about straight talk with some of the biggest global icons, leaders, entertainers, motivational speakers, authors, Life coaches, relationship experts, social advocates, and extraordinary friends as they treat themselves, their experiences, and share their unfiltered thoughts about life issues. I believe in stripping the lies and empowering the mind through the freedom of expression. I'm unapologetic about being open, so I motivate my guests to tell it like it is. And help my listeners build a presence of mind while finding their voice. So it's all about the best and authentic conversations with real people about real life experiences. 
So let's keep it unfiltered, unscripted, uncensored, and uncut. You're welcome to today's episode. Message, uh, you know, uh, you know how we do this every week. It's pretty unscripted, very uncaught. This is just pretty much about real, authentic conversation, real life. We keep no, no straight talk, and just like you know, just as I was saying just before we went on that break, <laughs> thanks to my technical technical guy. Well, the vast majority of men experience every, every other day some form of intimate. What people call threats of abuse, as well as emotional, financial, and even sexual abuse from their female or gay partners, and they rarely report these cases for fear of being emasculated and mocked. So I'm very excited, you know, to be joined today with my guest Virat Julia. I mean, I'm just waiting for him to get in. You know, he's one of the founding members of Kandi there in India. Um, he's a columnist, a citizen journalist, social advocate for men for men's welfare, and of course the author of the book, The Secrets of Manhood, which talks about, you know, the various problems that men face every day. And, you know, I can't really wait for us to, you know, just, you know, basically dig into this conversation and have some real talk about, you know, why 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 men get abused. I mean, how come men get do get abused and why did you get abused? And what can be done to encourage more men to speak up and, you know, get help or support and protect themselves? Because, 
you know, we're really all here for each other. So um, if you're listening, wherever you're listening from around the world, uh, you know, feel free to call into the show. If you want to call in, you're going to have to use your hand raising effect. You have to press one. So I know that you want to speak. Um, if you don't press one, then then it's impossible for us to know that you're trying to communicate or call into into the show. So you have to press one so we can tell that you want to communicate or you're contributing to the show. Um, so the number to call in is plus one, two, one, five. Three eight three three seven six six. I see a number. I see a lot. A couple of people who dialed into the show, and of course, of course, you know, if you want to call in for free, make sure you hit Scott so that uh, you know. I know that, that um, you, you know, you're part of this. You want to join this conversation. Uh, you know, let's talk. Let me, let me, let me first of all start. You know, start off with how this, you know, conversation started. Um, for the last two years, I've actually been writing um, a screenplay for a movie, and the backdrop of that movie really. Is you know centered around men who are um, basically victims of um, abuse. And when I first started trying to do my research and trying to script you know that story, I did um, approach a good friend of mine who's a filmmaker, and uh, we talked about it. And he liked you know basically the idea of us trying to tell a story about you know from a different point of view. You know, every time someone tells a story about, you know, a story about uh, domestic abuse, it's always from the POV of the point of view of the woman and how the woman is a victim. And I just wanted to tell a different angle to that story. And, you know, I tried to started doing a bit of interviewing, talking to a couple of people and doing quite a bit of research. And I remember even trying to, you know, convince a few of my colleagues, you know, who I had been considering about casting for that movie. And a lot of them were, first of all, surprised or shocked at the thought that men actually get abused. If a lot of people look at men as, you know, strong. And, um, and it, was, it was really more of, you know, the reaction wasn't, the reaction was almost more, you know, you know, very, it was a very funny reaction, really, like it was almost impossible. And I was going to be telling a fictitious story, so to speak. But then recently, um, 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 a very popular Nigerian on-air personality, you know, sort of came out and, you know, started talking about a number of things that happened in his own marriage and how he, you know, pretty well, you know, was married to a woman who he claimed was balanced. And you know, and talked, said quite, shared quite a bit of stuff, you know, in the media. Because a lot of people kept badging him and saying that he shouldn't have shared those, that story or talked about his marriage or you know, shared his dirty linen in public, as you know, some people would say or a lot of Africans would say. And they just thought he was bad mouthing her, and that was something he should never come out to say that a woman was abusing him. But here he was trying to speak up for a lot of men who didn't have the courage or who would never have the courage to come out and say stuff like this. And I actually had to write a post about it on my blog saying, one, you know, just basically wondering why people feel like if they're going through any form of balance or any form of pain that they should cover it up. I mean, we would say to women as well, if women were going through any form of abuse, that they should speak up. So why can't we hold men down and why should we feel like if men are going through any form of hurt or anger or pain or, you know, whatever it is that they're going through that they need to, you know, just lock up and throw the keys in it. I mean, they should take it all quietly. And, and so I, you know, I was, I would like to get a, you know, I just thought I do have a vague idea of a number of things or a number of ways that men can get 
abused. But, you know, it would be nice to just get the point of view from someone who is um, pretty much a um, open to these kinds of conversations and is um, used to being around people who experience this on a daily and just get his point of view as to a phenomenon, you know, or um, share his story or share his knowledge and his wisdom as to um, what really goes on in the lives or in the lives of the people. Um, I'm waiting for Virag. Hello, Virag. Are you there? Virag? Hello. Hi, Virag. Hello. Hey, hi. How are you? I'm fine. Hi. Can you hear me? Yeah, I Hello? can hear you. Okay, first of all, let me just say that um, I'm so excited to have you. Welcome to The Naked Talk. Um, I've been looking forward to this show. Um, it's really awesome that you can join us. I know it's crazy where you are. It's, what, 2, 2 a.m. or 3 a.m. all the way in India. And just the fact that you're, you know, willing to join this conversation, regardless of the time difference, um, shows how passionate and committed you are to, um, to the welfare of men. Put it that way. Hello. Are you there? Yeah. Um, but, you know, let's, let's pretty much get into the conversation, because I know a lot of people are you know, willing, you know, waiting to just listen to the show today. And um, I, I was just going to get your, your opinion. Um, generically speaking, I mean, for a lot of people, a lot of people find it hard to believe that men actually do get abused. In fact, they don't have an idea of what an abused man is. So I was going to ask you, in your own words, or in your own understanding, who would you say, generically speaking, is an abused uh, see, actually, uh, in India, men undergo basic form of abuse. Sir, can you speak uh, up a little? In some uh, sexual abuse, domestic abuse, and within domestic abuse, also a different kind of abuse that men undergo. Like, uh, Hello, Virag. Hello, can you hear me? Um, it, it's a little bit noisy where you are, so I, there's something in the background that is pretty noisy. So I'm not sure that, I don't know if my listeners can hear you because you're very, very low. And it's really so. If you can turn that down a little bit so that we can hear you clearly, are you there? Yeah, yeah, I'm there. Hello. Okay, I think we just lost your Virad, but he's back on the show. Um, but you know, just like I was saying, you know, I was trying to ask, I was trying to find out who exactly um, is an abused, and he was just about to tell us who an abused man is. But just before he gets back on, kind of lost him. But just before we get him back on, you know how these things are. Um, I was saying that, you know, typically men are, people believe that, okay, I think we have, have um, him back. Hello? Hello? Virag, hi. Yeah, hello. Okay. Yeah. This is, hello. Hello. Uh, audible now? Okay, this is much better, I think. But you, you might need to turn down, because I, I'm always hearing feedback of myself, so maybe you're listening to me over the, as well. But it's fun. Well, we're trying to get back to basically sort out um, because, I mean, you need to hear all the amazing things he has to share. Um, his wealth of knowledge when it comes to men, um, men's welfare and, you know, abusing men. And he works. He's one of the co-founders of, of um, uh, Confidere. And Confidere basically is a major, um, has been a major support, you know, has been a major support platform for men who go through abuse in India. Uh, but you know what? Just before we come back, let's how about we take a quick commercial break. And um, we'll be back.
www.alexokoroji.net to reserve your copy and win two VIP tickets to the book tour and match. Okay, we're back and uh, this is still the Naked Talk with Alex Okoroji wherever you're listening from. Uh, this is a one-stop place for real, authentic conversations about real-life issues. And like we say, it's unscripted, it's uncensored, it's uncut. That's why we're naked, because we keep it real. We tell it like it is. We don't sugarcoat anything, you know, which is laid straight out there. And we're not afraid to have real, serious, authentic conversations about real-life issues. And just before I went on the break, you know, I was trying to see how we can make this conversation is um, clear so that everyone can hear the wealth of knowledge that you know Virag has to share with us on the show. Um, uh, yeah. Hi, Virag. Hello, Virag. Hi. Can you hear me? Yeah. 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 I can hear you. Can you hear me now? Yes, I can hear you. Okay. Is Hello. it clear? Yes, Hello? it is. Apparently, yes, it is very clear now. Very, very clear. Okay. So okay. Okay. apparently, I was. We're probably getting feed from somewhere else because obviously, um, I see a number of people dialed into the show. And so we were trying to yeah. figure out which one was. So we were probably getting feed from some, you know, because I kept saying that I could hear something else as well. But, you know, this is an unscripted show, so let's be, like, you know, we might just have to take that question again because we lost, we didn't really yeah. get to hear um, yeah, you know, sure. what you said sure. just before. Sure. Um, okay, but so I'm going to ask you, from your opinion, basically, generically speaking, who would you say is um, an abused man? See, well, uh, an abused man can be anybody, you know, Uh, right from a very poor fellow to a very rich fellow. He can be anybody. And mostly uh, the way our Indian culture is set up, men are not encouraged to express their pains and sorrows, their problems they are not supposed to talk about. So majority of abused men wear a plastic smile and move around. So just by looking... You, you may not be able to say, unless there are visible signs of abuse, like physical abuse is there. But when you scratch the surface, you find out that a, a man has to share a lot many things about the tr- problems that is going on in his life. Okay? Mm. Uh, there are various forms of abuse that uh, Indian men undergo. Uh, the most common being the domestic abuse. And there are various forms of domestic abuse also, like... Uh, okay. physical abuse, emotional abuse, mm-hmm. verbal abuse, mm-hmm. financial abuse, mm-hmm. sexual abuse, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. 
And how common is this in India? Like, how common is the phenomenon in terms of if you were to read, how often do you find that men actually go through this form of abuse? Uh, see, well, actually speaking, there are no official figures from the government of India because the government of India does not do any study related to men mm. or their problems. But mm. uh, <clears throat> there are certain uh, stud- uh, certain indicators are there which tells us that approximately 50 million Indian men have uh, are going abuse at any point of time. Oh wow! Oh, wow! Wow! So, and how do these men, like, how do they get any from, I mean, first of all, how do you get to find out that they're going through this? Do they seek, do they come out to seek help? Is it something that, it, are they vocal about it, publicly vocal about it, or they have to confide in someone? Is there some sort of support group for, for this, for men who are going through any of things? Can you recap, is there any particular story that you heard or you, you know, you encountered that probably maybe just broke your heart or made you very angry or upset, you know, just listening to? Uh, yeah. Uh, we have uh, helplines running for men in India who are facing problems. And there are also certain support groups are there which are all uh, privately funded and run by individuals and organizations uh, run by individuals. There is no government support to abuse men, but there is some amount of private support available to abuse men. And there are certain phone lines through to which they can reach out to. Uh, Confidere is one such community center for men, which has its uh, offices at uh, two, three locations in India. And it also has some uh, local uh, support groups running in few other locations. So where these men can reach out to and they can seek some self, some, some sort of guidance and help in terms of, uh, you know, uh, sharing their problems and uh, sharing their experience with others who have gone through similar problems and also get uh, some amount of uh, advice and moral support so that they can uh, muster courage to face the situation. Mm. Okay, muster courage. Okay, let me ask you this, Virat, because it's obvious that you're very, very passionate men and men's welfare. Have you, I know this is really where the author covered, have you, how did you journey into um, advocacy in terms of representing and speaking for men who who are going through some form of abuse? Did you go through, did you have any personal experience or did somebody close to you have any personal experience? You know, how did this start for you in terms of linking your, you know, joining up with, you know, starting co-founding um, Confider and just, represented and speaking on behalf of men? Yeah, I have gone through a personal experience and that personal experience told me that uh, there is no tangible help available for an abused man in India. And years back when I had uh, faced the abuse, the support group was very small and I got connected with that support group. And then uh, we all realized that it is a problem of awareness that needs to be created in the society. We need to reach out to more and more men so that they know we exist and they can come come up to us. So after uh, I got some basic support from the group, I, I was able to stabilize myself in my personal life. And then I thought that uh, I need to contribute back i need to give it back to whatever i have got and that is where how i actually 
you know started uh, working with the support group and we worked we worked very hard and diligently to uh, spread the word across and connect with people and uh, see that uh, there is there is awareness created amongst people and that is how slowly slowly things started taking shape and uh, then uh, around 4 years back we ended up uh, starting confider okay okay so uh, let me i know that you probably don't want to talk about this because you're skirting around there and maybe that's because of you know culture based but for men that are listening because i know a lot of people who sent me personal messages telling me they were going to listen to the show some because you know they don't believe that the help really exists or that people other people actually talk about this thing because they are shy or they don't have enough courage or they are afraid of being mocked right or being emasculated and some because you know they haven't really heard people share this story so i was going to ask you what what was it that you probably experienced because somebody might be going through that same experience right now and just so that they can feel motivated by listening to you and what you have to share what was it that you know you know that from what was what was the personal experience like cuz i know a bit about, about abuse actually to you know a little about um emotional abuse and verbal abuse and all of that because i you know i really like to be um to face those kind of you know traumatic situations that depress you and frustrate you and hurt you and sometimes you don't even know who to confide in or you know what to so what was it that you went through or were experiencing at the time before you met the people who gave you the least support that they gave you and you started confider what was it was it physical yeah. was it yeah. verbal what was yeah, it yeah sure yeah yeah sure so uh, before answering that i would just like to give you a small heads up about the situation here in india how it is and how it affects individuals okay. so okay. Uh, in india uh, apart from uh, the abuse the domestic abuse the various types of domestic abuse that i talked about physical abuse verbal yeah. abuse and emotional abuse there is one more form which is called as legal abuse and this mm. is perpetrated by the government against the men there is a lot of discrimination by the government against men and lot of abuse is state sponsored mm. so we have uh, certain laws which are anti male in nature they are gender biased mm. and in that in those laws only a woman can file a complaint a man cannot file a complaint like the domestic violence act we have here in india and there is one more criminal law which is called as the dowry law and that is called mm. as section 498a of the indian penal code so in that a married woman can file a complaint that she has been subjected to physical and mental harassment in her marriage against her husband and in-laws like we have this joint family system in india so a lot of cases mm. in-laws stay with the couple wow so so what is happening is that in this in this particular area a lot of false complaints are being filed against men false complaints containing allegations of domestic violence and dowry harassment mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so oh, wow uh, and and these false complaints are used as a extortionary tool against the man saying that now there is a criminal case against you or there is a civil proceeding going on against you and then the system 
the 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 police the lawyers the courts they all connive with the with the woman who has filed the complaint and they hound the man you know like a criminal and he is cornered to such an extent that they force him to a out of court settlement and huge money is distributed in this whole thing and it is like a huge nexus going on so wow wow in my uh, like if you talk about my personal situation i also faced su- such false cases being filed against me because i had uh, refused to separate from my parents there was a demand that i should separate from my parents and when i refused so there were these false cases filed against me and i had no idea what is happening and it was like for the first time i was uh, you know kind of dealing with the police and the lawyers and the court system oh wow um so that is where uh, i got uh, help from this uh, support group which was already there which is known as the save indian family foundation which is an ngo actually and it is existing okay. since the last 10 11 years and i got in touch with okay. that group and then uh, they helped me they made me understand how the issues are and after i stabilized myself i myself joined the initiatives of save indian family foundation and as the organization grew we realized that we need to provide something more tangible to men and that is where four of us joined together joined hands together and we started confidere in 2011 confidere. wherein mm-hmm. we started this concept called community centers for men mm-hmm. wherein oh, wow. uh, we have a office place uh, and there like they generally operate over the weekends and uh, abuse men can approach us and they can sit and talk and discuss about their problems and they can also get some advice as to how to handle them and also when it comes to as i said about the legal abuse right yeah legal i was going to say that yeah yeah so so there also you know there is a lot of unscrupulousness going on in india wherein uh the police will be corrupt and they will not take proper action for example if a man gets beaten up by his wife or his wife's relatives or in-laws or maybe you know some mm-hmm. some uh, hooligans from the or goons from the wife side they beat up the man the police will not register the case against the wife oh wow rather they will oh, wow. force the man to uh, compromise and settle with his abusive wife or even the courts will tell the man that you know why don't you just uh, take her back and they are forced to live with the abuser that is the condition for men in india and if we look at it it actually tells us that domestic violence against men in india is illegal is legal it is legal to uh, you know commit domestic violence on a man in india and if we look at the suicide statistics they are a clear reflection we have double the number of married men committing suicides compared to married women wow yeah hello can you hear me i said i yeah, i can hear you i hear you very well yeah so if you look at the suicide think, statistics so, double the number of married men commit suicide in india compared to number of married women and these are the statistics published by the government of india but nobody takes them seriously and uh nobody talks about it uh, that that's really well wow, that that's really really that means a lot of people are unhappy but can't say or do anything about it. i've heard before you know that you know india is i mean i'm a woman but at the same time you kind of want to 
you know, we're all humans and you kind of want there to be fair treatment, you know, between people. So, you know, I know that India is pretty much a motherland. And of course, the law seems to favor, I've heard that a lot, that the law there seems to favor women more than it does favor men. So if men are found in situations where they're unhappy, they are forced to judge themselves for that. So let me now ask you this. Um, let me, let me, let me, let me so yeah. the community yeah. center for men. Um, right. So you know they provide they provide. Let me guess they provide emotional support, um, as well as legal support. I guess because you know while I was trying to check it out, I noticed yeah. that there seems to be a lot of. So they also provide legal support for these men who go through some of these issues, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, that's okay. true. Okay. So is there like a shelter? Do they also provide like a shelter or something? Because I mean, what 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 do these men do? They move out. What what is what is the usual scenario? Of, situation like the average man who's seeking um support mm-hmm. or help from the center how how does it work i i just need to have an idea of how that works do yeah. they pay some, i yeah, mean how sure. does it yes yeah please yeah sorry please go ahead so i was asking i wanted to have an idea of how it works i mean if you're a man and you have problems and you're in india for example you're anywhere around where to get to Confida, for example. So, is is it, it what is it? This community center is this a group of different men who come in every time to sit and their issues, right? Or is this a personal one-on-one? Um, is it a one-on-one okay. kind of um, okay. coaching, okay. or what okay. is what is it like? Yeah, really? yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so we actually have a team of experts who talk to uh, to whom men can approach. They, the team of experts okay. will uh, talk to the man and you know they will listen to his problem and then they will provide him with guidance and coaching. And okay. this uh, team of experts is distributed across uh, different, different locations in India. So you can basically reach out to some expert in, in your area. Uh, so there are certain locations in India like Bangalore, New Delhi, Hyderabad, Pune, uh, mm-hmm. Chennai, Kolkata. These, the, in these locations, uh, you know, we have we have our uh, presence and uh, we have offices in Bangalore and New Delhi. So uh, a man can approach Confidere and he can talk to our team, and the team will then hear out his problem and then uh, we will guide him and coach him based on his situation, like what is the kind of problem he is facing, what is the kind of relief he is wanting. And uh, what are his general doubts about the whole situation? Many a times they also mm-hmm. carry a lot of guilt feelings inside them. So we help them come out of those guilt feelings. And we mm-hmm. also connect them with the community at large. So they can talk mm-hmm. with the community and they can mingle with like-minded uh, men there and share their experiences and mm-hmm. talk about their experiences, listen to other men's experiences and get to know like how, how what are what what is actually going on in the society you know so it is like uh, a listening platform plus you get some mm-hmm. clarity about the processes that are there in india the legal mm-hmm. processes you also get some emotional and moral support from the people and you get, also get access to a community that understands you mm. okay 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 um uh, let, let me let me ask you this um, I, I, first of all, I know you have a book. Uh, you have a book. You're the author of a book. Um, hello, are you there? 
Yeah, 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 got it. Right. I know you the book The Secrets of Manhood and I I yeah. for me I was picked my interest. I kind of wanted to know what is this book about? You know, when did you yeah. write this book and why applied as you know as, as a generic problem also and the yes. problem may also be india specific so there is both mix and mm. match of both the global and the local problems and mm. also there are uh, in this book i have spoken about uh, what kind of attitude change men need to bring in themselves so that they can save themselves they can protect themselves and they can uh, to a larger extent you know be safe and i have also mm. uh, spoken about like why it is important to speak up for men and mm-hmm. how speaking up about your issues speaking against injustice helps you so there are uh, uh, and also i have highlighted the different kind of problems that men undergo through examples through real life stories and uh, uh, mm-hmm. through my experiences so you can say it is mm-hmm. more of a reflection of my experiences in dealing with the problems of men mm-hmm. okay okay um and um I think it's I think it's really 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 you know a good uh, um, fit to basically when you experience share your experience I'm all about you know sharing thoughts and experiences and the things that you um, you experience yes mm. sorry for lack of a better word as you um, go through all of this um, thing but let me let me let me say if there if there is one thing I know that it's pretty late and you probably should be going to bed right now so I don't want to keep you too long on the show. Uh, but just before we wrap this up with you, as you know, if what would you say? I mean, what would you advise if a man, anybody who's going through any form of abuse, wherever they are in the world, um, what would you say? How would you say that they should address it? You know, what would you say that they should yeah. do? Because the first thing is, how do you even know that you're being abused? Sometimes some people don't okay. even know that they're being taken advantage of. Or am yeah, I? Do, do you get where I'm coming from? Yes. So some people uh, yeah, may not I, even I, know that. I, I, yeah, I, I completely get that. Uh, see, my message to everybody will be: do not live a compromised life, and do not tolerate injustice. So, if you feel that there is something wrong going on in your relationship, or the way uh, your marriage is going, or you, or the way you know your relationship is going, or you are facing some severe kind of problem speak up do not hesitate reach out to people there are people ready to help you and they will be more than happy to help you so do not hesitate and do not keep on tolerating injustice because tolerating injustice is promoting injustice so my message to men will be just speak up talk about whatever you are facing don't worry about what people will think or what society will say it's your life and it and you need to take charge of it okay oh thank you thank you so much but just before you go um i know that uh, comfortor is is supposed to be um, a community center for men with um um men who undergo domestic abuse or who undergo abuse but i i noticed that there's a woman um who is a major part of you know that um sets up Am I right? Yeah, yeah. Hello, there's yeah, a woman who's. That's I, I noticed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, yes. That's true. We have okay. our office in New Delhi, which is being headed by a woman, and okay. uh, she okay. is part of our team, and she also helps men. She listens to their problems. She provides them with moral support and coaching and everything, and she is also one of our spokesperson. 
her name is jyoti tiwari and uh, she basically looks after our she heads our delhi team okay okay i know i yeah, and it's nice to know that at least there are some women who are supporting men and you know um being a uh, a pillar you know basically to men who who yeah. go through some form of abuse it doesn't really matter whether right. you're a man or a woman like you said if there's injustice you know if you feel like yeah. you know there's some injustice within your relationship or your marriage or even from the law or the government then you need to speak up then that is almost like being victimized you're being victimized whether it's by your partner or by the government or by the system or by the law then it's important that you know you speak up so i I think I'm very, very grateful, first of all, for you just even getting on the show on such short notice and, you know, staying awake (laughs) through the night, just waiting to, you know, talk to me and share your thoughts. And I hope that we, you know, I can get you back. The pleasure is mine talking to you. And it was really great talking to you. Thank you so much. I really, really appreciate you just, you know, coming to that. I kind of want you to go and have a good night rest so that I don't keep you to, you know, just keep you awake for so long um and maybe we'll get you back on the show and talk some more about some other you know issues connected to yeah, this sure. or more specific issues um concerning you know men and just find out what's happening with Confida and all the other stuff that you're doing thank you so much thank you so much virag this thank is you. really um thank you thank you thank you thank you okay thank you all okay. right then bye um, Bye. Okay, if you're listening, this is still the Naked Talk with Alex Okoroji, and it's been a pretty interesting conversation with Virag. Um, I didn't want him to go, but as well, I understand how late it is. You know, think about the time difference. It's almost part, it's what, what maybe 4 a.m. In, um, in India, and it's just about 11 p.m. here. Um, but um, it's pretty, he, you know, he shared quite a bit of stuff about, you know, just, what the situation is pretty much like in terms of how the law favors women more in um, in, in and are, some are unhappy with the situations and can't fight the law because the law is pretty much against them. Uh, well, I still have a lot much to share. Don't go. Don't 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 leave. Um, we're still here. Um, let's. How about we take a quick commercial break from one of our sponsors and uh, we'll be back. Ben Auto Entertainment presents An Evening with the Stars on Sunday, July 26, 2015. Performing live, first time in Akoonjo Alimosho Local Government, Olamide, Corrine Bello, Kiss Daniel, AY of AY Live, Funny Bone, Acapella, Bash, Still Ringing, Credency, and many more. It's happening on Sunday, 26th of July, 2015 at Ben Auto Events Place, 17 Oladipo Fakure Street, Santos Layout, Akoonjo Roundabout, Akoonjo Lagos. Time, 5 p.m. prompt. Tickets, 3,000 Naira regular. VIP, 20,000 Naira. VVIP table for 5, 100,000 Naira. Exclusive table for 10, 200,000 Naira. Tickets available at all eateries and banks in Alimosha local government. Also available online at www.benautoeventsplace.com. For details, call 0808-286-8063 or 081-843-61667. For sponsorship, call 0708-961-2225. Limited seats available.
Naked Talk with Alex Okoroji. member of Alex's blog community, ABC, then what are you waiting for? Join now to receive updates and all activities on Alexander and her naked thoughts at www.alexokoroji.net to contribute, interact with other interesting ABC users, and win special giveaways. Okay, we're back. This is still the Naked Talk with Alex Okoroji, and um, it's been a pretty interesting conversation with Virak um, Duliak. Yeah, I hope I pronounced that correctly. <laughs> well, you know, we talked basically about abused men and, you know, what he his own personal struggle as well, um, being someone who's also experienced how the law can be um, how the law can victimize you and how, you know, it can use your personal issues to victimize. And I, I really wanted to ask one particular question, but it kind of skipped my mind, actually, you see, because this is so unscripted. I don't write down the question. So it was somewhere in my head I was going to ask, but, you know, I kind of skipped, you know, that. But, I mean, if you're listening to this, um, uh, know that um, typically men, you know, men are physically stronger than women, but that doesn't necessarily make it easier for them to escape the violence or, you know, to escape the violence in a relationship. An abused man faces a shortage of resources, skepticism from the police and major legal obstacles, especially when it comes to gaining custody of, you know, his children, especially from an abusive wife or mother. No matter the age, occupation, or sexual orientation, um, you know, I believe that, you know, people can overcome these challenges and escape the abuse. Now, they say, you know, if you're trying to get help, I mean, if you're an abused man and you're trying to get help, you're not alone. If you're in some kind of abusive relationship, it's important to know that um, it happens to different men from all cultures and walks of life. Um, and even though, you know, he, he, you know, he said, you know, in India, there really isn't, I mean, the number, he talked about a whole lot of number, like 15, what? How many men, you know, I mean, he says the government doesn't really have the numbers when it comes to men because obviously the government isn't taking a lot of data when it comes to, but based on different support groups and different uh, community centers, being able to sort of on, and on, create um, uh, an unofficial um, data or number um, of uh, men who are, you know, uh, facing some form of abuse. But... Um, elsewhere, let me see. I'm 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 checking out helpguide.org. Um, you know, they're saying that you know the figures suggest that as many as one in three victims of domestic violence are actually male. However, men are often reluctant to report abuse by women because they feel embarrassed or they fear they won't be believed, or worse, that the police will assume that since they are male, they are the perpetrator of the violence and not the victim. And an abusive wife or partner may hit, kick, bite, punch, beat, throw things, or destroy your possessions to make up for any difference in strength. She may attack you while you're asleep or otherwise catch you by surprise. She may also use a weapon such as a, a gun or knife 
or strike you with an object, abuse or threaten your children or harm your pets. Of course, domestic abuse is not limited to violence alone. Your spouse or partner may also, one, verbally abuse you, belittle you or humiliate you in front of friends, colleagues or family or on even social media sites. Now, two, maybe they are possessive. They probably be possessive, act jealous, or harass you with accusations of being unfaithful. Hmm, I think I know a bit about. <laughs> uh, I mean, the other way. Not no, I am not one to do this kind of thing. <laughs> the other way, but they can take away your car keys or medications. Try to control where you go or who you see. Um, they also try to, you know, control how you spend money or deliberately default on joint financial obligations. They may make false allegations about you to your friends, employer, or the police to find other ways to manipulate and isolate you, threaten to leave you, or prevent you from seeing your keys if you report the abuse. Hmm. You know, this is very strange because um, it kind of reminds me of the conversation I was talking about just before we were when you know before we started talking to Virag, um, I did say that you know there was an on-air personality, an Nigerian on-air personality, who did say share his story, and what was um, not a, not surprising, but what was really really um, um, worried worrisome, you know, was just the amount of comments that were coming from people, you know, the kind of comments that were coming from people, and a lot of them basically called him a liar and said, you know, he was making up the story and they were sure he was the real victim. You know, he probably was the one abusing his wife and not the other way around. And, you know, it's pretty much something that men get to experience because, first of all, it's hard to believe that a woman, you know, would take advantage. But if you look at the the, the little, little ways that women actually to abuse you, you might realize that you're more of a victim than you could ever really think of. I mean, if she's um, you know, making false allegations about you to your friends, employers, or the police, or she's threatening to leave you all the time and prevent you from seeing your kids, or she's taking your drugs, or, you know, hiding your money, or, you know, manipulating you, verbally insulting you and belittling you, or humiliating you in front of people. I mean, that's, you're being, trust me, you're being abused. And you have to accept that, um, it's happening to you, and you have to find a way to speak up, speak out, and get some help. Now, it could also happen if you're gay or bisexual or transgender. Um, you can experience domestic violence if you're in a relationship with someone who once threatens to tell friends, family, colleagues, or community members about your sexual orientation or gender identity. Now, a lot of people do get blackmailed for their choices you know some people say okay i'm going to tell the world that you know you're you're not really a woman or you're not really a man this is what you were before you know so there are people who get you know those kind of threats um from partners people that they're intimate with um or the person tells you that the authorities wouldn't help a gay bisexual or transgender person or tells you that leaving the relationship means you're admitted to the public that you're actually gay or and those relationships are deviant. Now, also justifies abuse by telling you that you're not really this person or you're not really that person or says that men are naturally violent. Now, help for abused men. Why do men not leave? Um, 
And many people have trouble understanding why a woman who's been abused by her husband or boyfriend doesn't simply just leave him. When the roles are reversed and the man is the victim of the abuse, people are even more bemused. However, anyone who's been in an abusive relationship knows that it's never that simple. Ending a relationship, even an abusive one, is rarely easy. Now, you may feel that you have to stay in the relationship because, maybe one, you want to protect your children. If you leave your spouse, if, sorry, if you leave your spouse, will probably harm your children or prevent you from having access to them. Obtaining custody of children is always challenging for fathers. But even if you're confident that you can do so, you may still feel overwhelmed at the prospect of maybe raising them alone. So because of that, you actually stay. Now, two, you probably feel ashamed. Many men feel great shame that they've been bitten down by a woman or failed in their role as a protector and provider for the family. Now, three, your religious beliefs probably dictate that you stay or your self-worth is so low that you feel this is or this is the kind of relationship or this relationship is all that you deserve now you know four could also be there's a there's lack of resources many men have difficulty being believed by the authorities or their abuse is minimized because they are male and can find few resources to help abused men now five you're in the same sex relationship but haven't come out to family or friends and are afraid your partner will sell you out. Now, uh, six, you're still in denial, which is probably the biggest part of it because a lot of men didn't even realize that they're in some kind of relationship that is or in some or experiencing some form of abuse. Um, so you're in denial just as with female domestic violence victims. Denying that there is a problem in your relationship will only prolong the abuse. You may believe that you can help your abuser or she may have promised to change. But change can happen, can only happen once your abuser takes full responsibility for her behavior and seeks professional treatment. Now, finding support. For tips on safely leaving an abusive relationship, um, you might want to check out some community centers. Um, there are quite a number of them. Um, meanwhile, um, if you're still in, uh, what's it called? You can, if you want to call into the show, don't forget you can pick up your phones and call in plus one two one five three eight three seven six. Um, dial plus one two one five three eight three three seven six six if you want to call in and you know share your own your personal experience or you want to contribute. Um, you know, feel free. Um, or I mean, use the, or just click on the Skype button. Or you can chat, you know, drop your message in the chat room. Uh, let me see. There are quite a number of people who you know, let the chat room. Oh. Um, or, of course, tweet at me. Don't forget, you can tweet at me. Um, okay, I see. Oh, okay. Right. Okay, so you can tweet at me. Well, yeah. Okay, I saw. Mm. Okay, fine. So, um, just before um, that, how... If you if you are experiencing um, some form of like I said, you can find help. You know there's quite a bit of centers, not very open, but there are a bit of centers for men who are, you know, um, affected or who are victims of some form of violence and abuse can have a serious physical and psychological impact on both you and your children. The first step is stopping the abuse is to reach out. Talk to a friend, maybe a family member or someone else you trust. 
or call a domestic violence helpline. Like I said, it's, you know, you can Google, search, you know, find out, you know, where's the closest helpline in your community or your country, um, and reach out to someone if you feel like you can't trust a family member or a friend. But, you know, the first thing would be to share, confide in someone about how you're feeling. Now, admitting a problem and seeking help doesn't mean you have failed as a man or as a partner or as a husband. You are not to blame and you are not weak, as well as offering a sense of relief and providing some much-needed support. Sharing details of your abuse can also be the first step in building a case against your abuser and protecting your keys. Now, when dealing with your abusive partner, one, leave if possible. Be aware of any signs that may trigger a violent response from your spouse or partner and be ready to leave quickly. If you need to stay to protect your children, call the emergency services. The police will have an obligation to protect you and your children, just as they do a female victim. Now, never retaliate. An abusive woman, now this is something that I remember I was talking to my cousin, and my cousin was like, mm, no, no woman can abuse me. If a woman hits me, I'm going to hit her back. And I'm like, you hit her back, you're going to get arrested. Retaliate. An abusive woman or friend. But, you know, the first thing would be to share, confide in someone about how you're feeling. Now, admitting a problem and seeking help doesn't mean you have failed as a man or as a partner or as a husband. You are not to blame and you are not weak as well as offering a sense of relief and providing some much-needed support. Sharing details of your abuse can also be the first step in building a case against your abuser and protecting your keys. Now, when dealing with your abusive partner, one, leave if possible. Be aware of any signs that may trigger a violent response from your spouse or partner and be ready to leave quickly. If you need to stay to protect your children, call the emergency services. The police will have an obligation to protect you and your children just as they do a female victim. Now, never retaliate. An abusive woman, now this is something that I remember I was talking to my cousin, and my cousin was like, mm, no, no woman can abuse me. If a woman hits me, I'm going to hit her back. And I'm like, you hit her back, you're going to get arrested. Retaliate. An abusive woman or partner will often try to provoke you into retaliating or using force to escape the situation. If you do re retaliate, you will almost certainly be the one who is arrested or removed from your own home. Now, Get evidence of the abuse. Report all incidents to the police and get a copy of each police report. Keep a journal of all abuse with a clear record of dates, times, and any witnesses. Include a photographic record of your injuries and make sure your doctor or hospital also documents your injuries. Remember, medical personnel are unlikely to ask if a man has been a victim of domestic violence. So it's up to you to ensure the case of your injuries are documented. Now, um... This also kind of reminds me of, you know, when he took those pictures, um, the on-air personality I was talking about. When he took the pictures and he posted them on Facebook and shared them on tw on Twitter and people were bashing him and saying, oh, why did he, you know, why did he take those pictures? When did he take those pictures? Those pictures look recent. Those pictures look like something that could have happened in the middle of a scuffle between him and his wife. They, a lot of the, and a lot of the people that were speaking up and speaking against him were women supporting and I had to go on my blog. I did write a post about it. And I said, look, if something has been happening over and over again, maybe it's important. Maybe the person realized, you know, the only way I can have any case at all or prove to my family or to whoever it is I've been telling that I'm tired of the situation is for me to actually have some form of evidence, which is why it's important that if this is happening over and over, you might want to have some form of evidence to prove that this truly did happen. So it's documented somewhere. Um, 
Yeah. And then, you know, keep a mobile phone. Uh, keep a mobile phone, evidence of the abuse, and other important documents close at hand. If you and your children have to leave instantly in order to escape the abuse and important documents, evidence of the abuse and important documents, such as passport and driver's license, it may be safer to keep these items outside of the home. Now, obtain advice from a domestic violence program or a order of protection if your spouse is necessary to the of your children. Now, um, it just kind of reminds you know, and it, this is about a lot of things. I remember I was even talking to my father today. I did go, you know, my family house, and we were talking, and I did talk about this show. I said I was, I was having this, you know, show today, and he was like, yeah, a lot of men get abused. In fact, so many of us, we, you know, experience, but we don't even realize it. And he said, you know, even there was one major angle that I never really thought about, and which is financial abuse. I mean, you think abuse is just physical, and it's just, um, physical. You think it's emotional as well. But you don't really realize that there's something called financial abuse. Because first of all, having someone who constantly takes advantage of you or who turns you to her official ATM, that's some form of abuse. I mean, if it's if it becomes an uncomfortable situation for you, if it's no longer something that you're doing out of your own free will and it's something that hurts you, maybe this person is manipulating you financially, finding ways to extort money from you or finding ways to you know, because I—I I mean, I've seen situations of I've even heard, you know, little, little, small, very small situations of people dating, and maybe I mean, I did have this particular situation, um, an ex that I was dating at the time, someone, a boyfriend at the time, did have one of his ex come back to say she was pregnant, and I thought it was ridiculous, it was weird, um, that she was pregnant. You know, I, I tried to do the math and it wasn't adding up in my mind. Even after that, oh, she was still pregnant and she was basically extorting money from him. And, and I kept trying to understand that something wasn't right. You know, this wasn't, you know, it didn't make any sense. Like, I didn't feel she was pregnant. But he didn't realize that and she was basically for months um, faking it and taking money from him and crying about one family problem and crying about the other. Now, it's, 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 it's Sometimes when you think about these things, um, now I can look back and understand why he probably wouldn't notice because, again, when people are involved, intimately involved with people who abuse them, they are weak about leaving. Sometimes they don't even realize that they're being taken advantage of. They may be hurting, but they're not able to speak up or speak against or even realize what exactly or be or be able to articulate whatever experience it is that they're going, going through. So, um, you, so I know lots of young men who probably are in relationships with people who or with women or young ladies who just extort money from them. And I remember seeing something some hashtag don't man criminate. Don't man criminate. I thought it was it was fantastic. It was creative. It was really fantastic. But you start to realize that we're all human beings actually. We all have feelings and we're all hurting one way or another. And so if we women think it's, if we women really have to fight our rights in that in gender equality, then it really needs to be, you know, be equal. It needs to be a level playing field across the board, even for the men, because men are human beings as well, and we're all here for each other. So I find it, I mean, I was reading this thing that says, okay, so Jack and Jill, Jack and Jill go out to drink. Jack gets drunk. Jill gets drunk. Jill isn't in the frame of mind to give Jack her consent to have sex. They're both drunk. So if they end up having sex, right, she's going to, at some point, um, get into a frame and say, oh, she, it was, she did not give her consent. So that was rape, right? But then I'm reading this thing and saying, how can 
how could she have given her consent if she was drunk and he was drunk and they were both drunk and they had sex? And so, in other words, she was not even in the frame of mind to give her consent. But she's now filing a case of rape when it really isn't that situation. And the man is saying, we both wanted to, we're both consenting. Well, I mean, you didn't tell me no. I mean, you're not even in the frame of mind to say no, to say, you know, uh, uh, yes. So, um, you know, ask their double standards, their set of standards that are held. And that doesn't, that's not to let off, you know, the crimes that are against women because women still go through um, a lot of victimization and a lot of abuse. Um, but again, I think men, you know, men go through these things as well, but it's underplayed, very, very underplayed, very, um, you know, so um, basically, if you if you heard any of the things I shared, I mean, first things first is confide in someone, tell someone, and find a way to get away. Don't stay. I've said this before. If you're unhappy, uh, you know, the idea that uh, people feel, you know, it's not a do or die, you know, relationships are not do or die. It, I, relationships are important to me. More than anything else, your life is more important. If you're in something and you're not happy, then what are you doing there? Get out of it. Get that. Get out of their life. It's funny. There's I've seen situations. I've heard stories of women who kill. Maybe they didn't intend to. I've seen situations of women who hurt men. Yes, you may be physically stronger, but I mean, she doesn't even need to hit you with her hands. All she needs to do is point a gun at you, or use a knife at you. Or, you know, she's willing to sit here, you know, get into a fight, an early morning fight and, you know, pulling you and your sh- pulling your shirt and about to rip your shirt off and all of those drama, 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 a lot of drama, you know. Um, so if you're, you know, if you're in that kind of relationship, then you need to find a way to get away. Uh, let's see. Now, help for abused men, you know, moving on from an abusive relationship, support from family and friends as well as counseling. Therapy and support groups for domestic abuse survivors can help you move on from an abusive relationship. You or your children may struggle with upsetting emotions or feel numb, disconnected, and unable to trust other people. But after the trauma of an abusive relationship, it can take a while to get over pain and bad memories, but you can heal and move on. Even if you're eager to jump into a new relationship and finally get the intimacy that you've been missing, it's wise to take things slowly. Make sure you are aware of any red flags or any red flag behaviors in a potential new partner and what it takes to build a healthy new relationship. So, um, you know, the, 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 at the end of the day, uh, the major part is to know that whether you're the abused, the abuser, or a concerned family friend or, you know, family member or friend, it's important for all of us to know that, you know, there's available, you know, help available, basically. So, um, being a pretty, pretty, pretty interesting talk Wednesday, you know how we do it every Wednesday, it's all about talk, 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 we talk and share so much information and empower our minds, it's about authentic conversations, um, basically. Um, but you know what, just before we get out the show, let's take um, a quick message from our sponsor, and we'll be back. QTAB Events. Your one-stop shop for A-class events and entertainment, international artist management and promotion, logistics management, project management, and brand enhancement with affiliates across South Africa, UK, Benin Republic, Togo, Ghana, Ivory Coast, Burkina Faso, and Cameroon. 
Won't you rather let our dynamic team treat you like the respectable client that you are? Take it away the stress from your business. This is the Naked Talk with Alex Okoji. It's all about straight talk with some of the biggest global icons, leaders, entertainers, motivational speakers, authors, life coaches, relationship experts, social advocates, and extraordinary friends as they treat themselves, their experiences, and share their unfiltered thoughts about life issues. I believe in stripping the lies and empowering the mind through the freedom of expression. I'm unapologetic about being open, so I motivate my guests to tell it like it is and help my listeners build a presence of mind while finding their voice. So it's all about the best in authentic conversations with real people about real life experiences. So let's keep it. I'm filtered, I'm scripted, I'm censored, and I'm caught. You're welcome to today's episode. Okay, we're back. Um, this is still the Naked Talk with Alex Okorji, and it's been an interesting talk Wednesday. Yay! You know, I've been a bit, um, usually when I'm so super, 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 super excited, and then, you know, it's always untimely. I suppress and depressed. Um, you know, I've been overworked lately. Ah, the stress has been so much. Um, working towards something else. Oh God, I know I shouldn't say anything. I'm probably not going to say any. I'm not going to say anything right now. But uh, I'll probably be making that. I'll probably be making that announcement sometime later on the show. Just hang on one. Um, uh. about men who've, you know, experienced all sorts of, um, all sorts of abuse, really, and, uh, I'm excited anyway about, um, wait, okay, we're back here on Friday Radio Special, and, um, of course, August is such an amazing month because I've got so many interesting, really, really interesting guests lined up for the show in August, and we're going to be having more. Unscripted, how? It's unfiltered, how? 
to the Naked Talk with Alex Okorochi. 